Empire. Sometimes sports can be everything. Sports participation with youth development is really the, the holy grail. It's, it's the best place for kids to be. They walk away from that sports experience not only better uh, physically and mental, uh, mentally, but they also come back with life skills. That's Benita Fitzgerald Mosley, former Olympian and head of Community and Impact at League Apps and the president of Fun Play. She knows we can't lose another year to a pandemic. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. This is part two of our three-part series in conjunction with League Apps about the state of youth sports. And today we focus on how sports can be a platform for access and acceptance, as well as health and athleticism. Our guests for part two of youth sports, the business of doing good through youth sports development, are Sada Shoaib, who is the vice president of partnership marketing with Major League Soccer, Shauna Bircher, the head of experiential marketing at Audi, and Benita Fitzgerald Mosley, head of community and impact with League Apps and the president of Fun Play. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Bram. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Bram. Let's talk about a partnership before we get into what's going on, you know, in the world right now. And it starts with Audi and MLS. So, Sonny, if you could talk a little bit about the focus on youth soccer development and access to the sport and the role that Major League Soccer has there. Absolutely. Well, you know, youth soccer um, and the development there is so critical to uh, MLS and to all sports, you know. We really look at MLS as the leagues in the new North America, and our fans are passionate, they're young, they're multicultural. And the way for us to really be able to grow um, not only soccer in North America, but certainly our league, is through providing access to our youth um, and therefore impacting them as well as being able to impact the growth of our league. And Audi has been just such a tremendous partner in that. Um, you know, they truly are a game changer in the automotive industry. And so incredibly supportive of MLS and the value of the game at the youth level. And have just been uh, such a contributor um, of making that impact by providing access um, here in North America, which is quite vast, as we know. And Shauna, do you want to talk about it from your perspective from Audi? Sure. We've really enjoyed our partnership with Major League Soccer. We came to them looking at how different they are as a professional league in the United States. Um, As most people know, we are very committed as a brand globally in the sport of soccer or football around the world with some very premier clubs and came to major league soccer because of the ethos that we both embodied of this more youthful challenger brand. Um, They're a little younger in terms of the professional leagues here in the U.S., which gave us just great hope for what we could build together. They have a really diverse fan base and audience, which also was something that was important to us. And we've been able to create programs like the Audi Goals Drive Progress program collectively from a really authentic standpoint, which allows us to live our brand ethos of living progress and very future focused um, on things that allow us to be truly innovative. Um, so they've been a tremendous partner in coming up with really creative, mutually beneficial content. 
Let's talk about accessibility here for a moment. In our in part one of our, our series, that came up a lot. Um, it got exacerbated during the pandemic, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about as well. But let's talk about the creation and execution of programs like this. Benita, with accessibility in mind, um, how do you kind of view accessibility right now in, in the time and space that we are in the world? Wow, it's a, it's a huge question. Um, you know, we saw the trend happening when I was CEO of Laureate Support for Good Foundation. Uh, as it, with many institutions and industries, you know, a gap widening between the haves and the have-nots. Those uh, folks that have access to travel and uh, pay-to-play sports programs and those who were dependent on local grassroots um, uh, nonprofit, in many cases, sports programs uh, and or school programs, uh, both of which were were struggling. School programs had been on the decline for many years, and you know, the grassroots programs have certainly depended for, you know, very much so on either community support or fundraising support. This pandemic has certainly widened that gap. It has created um, an ecosystem where those athletes who have access to uh, pay-to-play programs and travel leave, they may not be traveling, but they're certainly still training and uh, finding a way to compete and, and keep their leagues going in many cases. Some are struggling. Some have been certainly hurt in some states like California that's on complete lockdown in many communities. Uh, those programs are, are certainly hurting as well, but certainly not across the country as a whole as it is for those grassroots uh, programs. And so, therefore, it leaves a whole swath of the American uh, of American youth that are without access to sports programs and physical activity programs. It's not happening in the school right now because the schools are closed, so there's no PE class. And uh, those sports programs, my daughter is a junior in high school, and uh, all of these high school programs have been truncated uh, if they're happening at all. And so uh, it's, it's a widening gap. It's a huge problem, and it's one that organizations like uh, you know those of us on, the, on this call are really charged with, with helping to, to uh, alleviate. Sana, how do you view the the accessibility for the sport of soccer, um, COVID-19 and no COVID-19? How, how do you kind of view that right now? You no, know, absolutely. I think, as Benita mentioned, you know, in general, um, within our sport, access is so critical. And then when you layer that, uh, given the impact of COVID-19, it is so critical that you know, our academies and our youth have the, the resources and the tools and the access. Um, and, you know, that has been such a fantastic point with Audi, just the commitment to driving progress of inclusion and just having that diversity in soccer, um, especially with what we are seeing with the impact of COVID-19, just that just, you know, further complicates um, matters. And I think, you know, for us, it's in the circumstances that we have given, you know, health and safety being the first priority this year, of course, you know, what can we do through this program and overall to ensure that our youth have the resources, our academies um, have the support to be able to continue on um, in areas that are critical, such as housing, transportation, education, um, which are all pillars of our Audi um, Goals Drive Progress program. Shauna, can you talk about it from the, the corporate perspective, what you were looking for in terms of trying to get outreach for accessibility? Yeah, it, that's really 
was one of the cornerstones for us creating this program with Major League Soccer is that the MLS academies do provide access to anyone to be part of them. They are not a pay-for-play model, which was critical to us. Um, and really part of the what we gravitated towards with developing this program and that make an impact on young people, not only from their inspiration and, and their desire to become a professional soccer player and move up to a first team, um, which is definitely a big piece of it, but so much about these programs is, as Sana was saying, about the education component. Um, we're hiring tutors and now pivoting in COVID to online um, studies for some of these players, we're building young people who will enter society in possibly a better way because of all of the other off-the-pit things that they've been able to learn through the academy system. So that piece was was really, really important to us um, as we looked together. It is about progressing the sport of soccer in North America, absolutely, and um, helping our com- country to be dominant, but it's also about just developing the best human beings um, that we can have them enter society after they come out of the academy program. So now let's just talk about COVID-19 specifically for a moment. What, what what comes to mind when you think of what the impact of what the pandemic has been on youth sports? Um, absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things, again, has just been, you know, in terms of youth sports and in terms of soccer for us, you know, we could off our 25th season with incredible momentum. Um, and then, you know, we had to pause on March 12th, just like the rest of the sports world. And I think given um, the, the challenges that we've all faced from just a health and safety perspective, it was really how could we be innovative? How could we be nimble? How could we flex to ensure that we were still able to have um, that progress throughout the year for, for you and to really not miss a beat, whether in the short term or the long term. You know, we certainly have um, a really long um, runway ahead of us, and there's a lot of great things that, you know, have um, been introduced this year and we have plans for the future. Um, and I think one of the, the key things is being able to have that continuity of those programs and those resources that allow, you know, the youth to be able to have access to them um, because, you know, this year we've seen everyone having to adapt where a lot of programs, school, what have you, have been paused. Um, and it's been so critical for us to have that continuity, um, even through this, this time of challenge, you know, across 2020. Benita, what's your view of the totality of the impact of the pandemic? And I know we're still in it right now, but there does feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel coming in 2021. I certainly hope there's light. <laughs> uh, these kids need it. I think there's a huge impact on a youth with regard to their socialization, their social emotional health, uh, their mental health, uh, as well as their physical health. Um, and just seeing it firsthand through my daughter and her teammates and other kids in our community, it's, it's a huge issue and I think getting kids back on the playing field safely as soon as possible is certainly important. Um, we've been uh, at League Apps a part of the Play Sports Coalition for the past nine months. We came together as an industry, 4,000 uh, organizations strong. I've been serving on the steering committee alongside uh, Jeremy Goldberg prior to my time at League Apps and, uh, and Jeremy is League Apps president and it's been a, a huge uh, uh, initiative within League Apps to really help stand up this organization and help move it forward. We've we've banded together these 4,000 youth sports organizations 
to really impress upon Congress how important it is, uh, how important they are as part of the, the American economy, um, but as importantly, how important they are to youth and, and communities and helping maintain uh, the health of those youth and communities and uh, making sure that uh, the way these organizations are, are set up and run that may not be with a huge payroll, but uh, still operating expenses nonetheless to ensure that those uh, parameters are set in, within the legislation that's passed along the way. And so we've had some great conversations with, with policymakers along the way. And, um, you know, we're just hoping for this next bill to have uh, include language that ensures that these youth sports organizations have access to, to, to much needed uh, influx of, of cash to help those organizations uh, thrive through this pandemic and be able to sustain themselves afterwards. It's so important. Uh, Shauna, as you kind of think about the pandemic and, and partnerships for your brand, Audi, what is attractive to your company? What, what do you want to be a part of? We want to be a part of anything that can continue to do good in this world. Um, that has been critical to us. We, as soon as the pandemic hit, we pivoted with um, actually adding in a few new partners um, where we did see access to things like food and um, medical supplies as a real tragedy and really difficult, especially in like the restaurant and culinary communities that we also work in. So we've donated our vehicles to several organizations that allowed for meal delivery um, for those people that needed it most. I think with Major League Soccer, we also saw with the academies um, that we're working with the resiliency of these young men. As Benita was just talking about, it's so critical for them to have access. And these academies pivoted so well and so quickly to come up with all kinds of protocols um, that allowed these young men to still play as much as possible, at least practice. And I think it's been difficult for them not to be able to play in some instances, um, but they see the importance of how they're training and continuing to evolve. And it's really inspiring to see that during such a difficult time. And we've certainly relied a lot more on the development of content and engaging with consumers in that way. So during this pandemic time, we actually worked with Sporting Kansas City and Bleacher Report and have put together an episodic series called The Academy. It's a bit of a behind at what these young academy players go through. Um, and we follow a storyline more specifically of three players um, and how much they've overcome um, where they've come from, which are very interesting stories when we do talk about access and what these young men have endured and um, what they've succeeded in to date. Uh, we've seen a couple move up to the first team during this time as well and how they relate to their teammates and how all of those people around them are so critical. It might be someone that picks them up and drives them to practice every day because their their parents or their host family aren't allowed or able to. Um, those who have come home and are staying with a host family and what that means and during COVID times too, just added pressure and stress during that time frame. Um, and then certainly the education component as all kids have gone through during this time. Um, so it's really been interesting for us to identify these really rich stories that we're still able to tell during this pandemic and engage with audiences in that way. 
Uh, Benita, let's take a moment to talk about your background. Um, I think it's important for the context of this conversation. You're a decorated athlete. You won a gold medal in the 1984 Olympics in track and field. Um, can you talk about the background of athletics at that point and, and, and how it helped you um, in your future career endeavors? Certainly. I, I call my gold medal the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, because it's really not an aspect of my life as I you know, participated in sports in middle school and high school and college and beyond, it hasn't been positively impacted by my participation and everything from meeting my husband to pretty much every uh, job I've, I've uh, had the pleasure of, of having over my career uh, somehow ties back to if I hadn't won that gold medal, if I hadn't participated in sports, that, that wouldn't have happened. And so I want to pay that gift forward to as many people as possible. My life's mission is to help people and organizations win gold medals in life and business. And, and I have the perfect opportunity to do that at League Apps by running, uh, they're overseeing their fun play program. We give away uh, technology grants to sports-based youth development programs. And we were just having the discussion about the fact that, you know, pairing uh, sports participation with youth development is really the, the holy grail. It's, it's the best place for kids to be. They walk away from that sports experience, not only better uh, physically and mental, uh, mentally, but they also come back with life skills, come away from the experience with life skills that help them uh, pursue successful lives off the playing field. And I've been the beneficiary of those kinds of, of uh, interactions with great coaches and amazing sports programs throughout my career. And I have enjoyed uh, developing and managing those programs as CEO Laureus, and then now coming to Fun Play, coupling technology with youth sports and particularly sports-based youth development is important because these organizations, as I mentioned earlier, are struggling and giving them a tool uh, through which to manage their organizations more effectively and efficiently and economically uh, is something that helps move them forward, helps them grow, helps them uh, serve more kids in their communities and provide them not only, again, with the sports experience, but with the life skills they need. Uh, to, to move beyond the playing field. Sana, let's give you the final word here um, from the viewpoint of a major professional sporting league, the Major League Soccer. Um, we've used the word opportunity a lot. I, I don't like to use that word because of what's happened here, but it's the only one that seems kind of apropos as we've had a reset here with everything shutting down and maybe rethinking what the future looks like. What are the programs and initiatives that maybe you and people you work with at Major League Soccer are thinking about on the youth level um, due to the opportunity to sit back and rethink what the future looks like? Well, I would say, you know, we've had um, a lot of developments, you know, over the course of this year, even with the pandemic um, in, you know, full effect. And I know earlier this year, um, we were talking about what we are doing from a youth perspective through MLS Next, um, which is going to be another area of focus for us. But I think what this year has really um, shown everyone is the importance of having these opportunities, having, you know, access for these kids in a new way that, you know, the way that we've operated in the past, I think we really have to evolve just given what's happened, you know, certainly with the pandemic, but looking ahead in terms of how do we 
continue to provide that support, whether from a league perspective, how do we um, continue to provide you know, that support through our partners? How do we continue to have that access um, for these youth, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch? And this ever-changing landscape that we have from sport, but also just environmentally in terms of what, you know, our youth and our players are going through. And I think, you know, Shauna noted um, the, the episodic series that um, Audi and Bleacher did earlier this year with the Academy. And I think, you know, one thing to while, you know, sport really is um, that focus and that drive, it's really so critical to also understand and to be able to impact you know, these young men and, and youth players across the country in terms of off the pitch as well. And, you know, these kids have had so much to handle over the course of this year, whether, you know, being in situations away from their family, having, you know, um, a bit of a pause, having to flex, learning in a new way, playing in a new way, engaging in a new way. And I think it's really critical for us as a league to really have that a part of the mix as we continue to plan for the future in terms of the programs, um, in terms of the paths that we take to provide access, to continue to have that diversity, um, but really be able to bring value to our youth in an enriching way, whether on or off the pitch. Sana Shoaib is the Vice President of Partnership Marketing at Major League Soccer. Shauna Bircher is the Head of Experiential Marketing at Audi. And Benita Fitzgerald-Mosley is the Head of Community and Impact at League Apps and the President of Fun Play and is an Olympic gold medalist. Thank you all for being with us. On the next Future Sport Podcast, the societal impact of youth sports is profound. Every child on our soccer team also writes and performs original spoken word poetry with their soccer team and designs and carries out service projects with that same soccer team. So we're really a mind, body, soul program. That's Bethany Henderson, Network President of America Scores. She and our panel will discuss why sports matter so much and how we can't get them back soon enough. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.